calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shouts. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the lesson. This Week in the Lesnam is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And this week, I just want to let you all know that we are starting our crowdfunding campaign for Journey to the Heart next Tuesday. It is coming up so soon. If you want to join, you can go to bit.ly slash support Journey to the Heart and you can put your email in so you'll be the first to know when we launch. We're really hoping that the first day of the crowdfunding campaign, we can have a huge push and hit $10,000 on our goal. So it's really important that you all are there at the first second that it comes up so we can really have a successful first day. Also, in some personal news, this is a shameless plug, but I just got my real estate license in Boston. So if you know anyone who wants to buy, rent, or sell in the greater Boston area, have them email me at ellie at galvingroupre.com. I'm really excited about this new career endeavor, and any referrals are greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. I would love to be connected with more queer clients as well, so I can hang out with you while we help you find a place. In the greater Les universe... Disney has been getting a lot of shit lately for their response to Don't Say Gay, so some of the employees from Pixar pushed even harder on Disney to include a lesbian kiss in the new film Lightyear. So Hawthorne is the character who's played by Uzo Aduba, and Disney employees have been talking about how they've been pushing for years to get LGBTQ rep in Disney films, which we all know because we have seen it in the Should Have Been Gays, so thank you, Disney employees. And they're constantly thwarted by some of the higher-ups. So we're not surprised by that. But it is exciting to see that they are going to be including a lesbian kiss that was originally cut in the new film Lightyear. So let's all make sure we are supporting that so that Disney will give us more gay shit. <laughs> the New York Post also says dressing like a lesbian is a new trend, which is hilarious because all of the pictures are just women in pantsuits. So... If pantsuits are gay, they're gay. <laughs> also, please keep dressing like lesbians. We love it. Speaking of the New York Post, there's an article in the New York Times, very different, very different publication, that says new lesbian bars are popping up all over, which is a really exciting change and a shift in the trends because obviously we have talked many times before about lesbian bars dwindling in the United States. Now there's this new resurgence of new lesbian bars trying to make it. So you have Dave's in New York, you have Hot Donna's Clubhouse in LA, and As You Are Bar in DC. So it's really exciting to see that the tides are maybe shifting a bit and there's some new spaces popping up to replace the spaces that have closed. So make sure you're supporting all of those spaces. We're really excited to see how that pans out and we hope and we wish all of those spaces the most success in the world that's what's happening this week 
Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 80th installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, it was fine, it was great, but it should have been a little more gay. And in this week's episode, no time for losers, because <laughs> we are the champions of the, of world. the world. See... I feel like this is a very niche film, so no one will. No get, one's gonna get that, but no I enjoyed will it. Get that reference at all? But here we are. But you think I was gonna pass up the chance for some Queen? No, not, not, not even all. a little. Not at all. So today we we're talking about a film called You Again. I think we mentioned it in a few weeks ago's episode because somebody had recommended it to us, and you know what? We were like, screw it. I guess we're doing it. We're going. We're diving we in. We were sucked in by the cast. The right? cast, yeah. Like Kristen we looked Bell, at that ca- cast Sigourney list Weaver, and said, sold. Betty freaking White. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Victor Garber. Incredible. Like all through. Sold at every turn. It's just Kristen Chenoweth. It is it's just, we, hit I, after I mean, hit after listen, hit. It's a great cast. Incredible cast. Terrible and movie. horrible <laughs> film. Sorry to anyone who it's recommended this. Movie. And uh, if you liked it, I'm so sorry. But yeah, this is going to be one of the times that Lee and I agree wholeheartedly about how horrible film I'm is. So I glad. Think. I'm so glad. Listen, and all the love to whoever recommended this for us because we do have a lot of thoughts oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. It, it. It is very gay. <laughs> yeah. It is very gay. Just like would would never watch it again and definitely need to change some things. So. Let's dive in to our IMDb synopsis so we can dig more into our experience. For anyone, hopefully many of you who have not seen this movie, here's the IMDb synopsis. When a young woman realizes her brother is about to marry the girl who bullied her in high school, she sets out to expose the fiance's true colors. I mean, to be fair, that is a valid valid synopsis of what happens in this film. Yeah. Yeah. What what would your gay synopsis be, Ellie? So my gay synopsis is actually not really about Kristen Bell at all. It's about Sigourney Weaver and... Oh, I love it. And Jamie Lee Curtis, so... That awkward moment when your high school ex-girlfriend shows up to your son's wedding and you have to deal with some feelings (laughs) and then finally make up in a swimming pool. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Correct. (laughs) That's what I saw. That was the film that I watched. I love it. Yeah. Okay. My gay synopsis, I went with a multi-layered Faberry AU fic that just doesn't quite go all the way. Correct. It's like multiple of them layered on top of each other. Like an onion. It's like an onion of Faberry AU Multi-generational. Multi-generational. Gay gay trauma. Yeah. Yeah. But that just somehow doesn't go there. That like, yeah, that never climaxes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It sure doesn't. It sure does not. This is this is the blue balls of a should have been gay right now. So that's why I feel like in terms of how I'm dealing with this should have been gay, like I'm going what would have made this film number one, an actual good film and number two, a good gay film. Let's start a little bit. Give us your experience with the movie. And I oh God, I don't even know which one I want to dive into first. There's let's so many. Start with, yeah, let's let's just... start with what was what would have made this a better movie. Like, tell me your experience and tell okay. me what was wrong with the movie. Okay, in your yes. Estimation. <laughs> we'll start there. Oh, <laughs> let's just God. shit on it first right out the gate. Okay. Yeah, let's just go there. Let's just go there. Okay, so my experience with this film is I had never seen it this week. We were like, you know what? It's always when it's the two of us. It's like, okay, let's pick a movie. Something quick and easy we can watch. And we were like, okay, let's try you again. We watched it. I watched it two days ago. And I just did not like it. I just feel like, okay, here's what could have made it better. Number one, writing. None of the jokes landed. Like, I found very little funny about this film. Yeah. And mostly traumatizing. Like, the whole... So, the whole, like point of the film is supposed to be that Joanna, who is Marnie's bully in high school, is that she has this whole redemption arc. And then Marnie comes back and is like, oh, no, you're still a bad person and ignores all of Joanna's redemption arc. But the thing that makes it horrible is that Marnie's right. Yeah. 
Joanna's still a horrible person. And, and then they pre- drags Marnie down with her. <laughs> yeah, and then they pretend like Joanna has made this huge transformation and they try to like shoehorn you into be into being like, "Ah, Joanna." So when like she has proved nothing of the sort. Yeah. That just I don't see any redemption arc there. The writing, here's my problem with with a lot of the writing of this movie. I have well, okay. I have two main problems with the writing of this movie. The first of them is I don't think this movie ever decided what it wanted to be. Yes. Right? It's a little bit of a character piece with the 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 storyline of Joanna was terrible, then her parents died and she wants to be better and now she's being better but Marnie's not giving her a chance to be better because she bullied her and high- there's like that side. Then there's the Adam Sandler, like Ben Stiller side of the movie that's like the comedy of errors where Marnie came home and she's hot and successful now, but she keeps messing up and has to get her hair cut back into bangs and get stung by ants for why? <laughs> for like, no who knows? reason. For no reason other than to traumatize, like re-traumatize yes. this woman in adulthood. In, but in ways that don't do anything for the plot, the plot. really. No. And so it felt like they just threw that in there, too. Like, there were too many competing movies for me yes. happening, and so it didn't do any of them well. My other main problem with this movie, can you guess what it is, Ellie? Do you know what my problem with the writing of this movie is? A- any sort of chemistry? Uh, Well, there's that. <laughs> um, more More fundamentally, this movie was written by a man, directed by a man and but we what you're basically getting is this what is supposed to be this deep dive into the psychology of of women female yeah, female like, teenage friendship relationship no high school sense. no but it's all <laughs> You know what it, this movie I'm reminded me of? I'm not surprised that a man wrote this now that you've oh, said that. Oh, it's the first thing I looked up. It's the first thing I looked up like, when I finished. This makes no sense. Like, this no. is not how women act towards each other. This movie is the high school drama relationship between girls equivalent of when guys are like, girls go to sleepovers and have pillow fights in their negligees and make out with each other. It's that, but done to like female fighting, like female feuding relationships, right? Where you're just like, I don't think you actually understand what that relationship would look like, what would be driving it, what would be underneath it, what that reunion would have looked like. It just kind of felt like somebody just inventing this fantasy of female psyches, you know? It feels like a man heard a friend at a dinner party talk about a friend that she used to have in high yes. school that they had a big falling out and now they're not friends anymore. And he was like, oh, great film idea. Great idea. Let me I'll write make it this. multi-generational. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes so much sense. Because to be fair, if we're gonna dive into what would have made this film better in a gay sense, like a kernel of that is true. And that's mm. where this movie is very gay. Is yes. that the kernel of that is that there are very intense relationships between these women. Correct. Right? And so if you had actually fleshed it out so I believed that the connection between Marnie and Joanna was real, then I would have seen it as more of like a gay thing. Like, I feel like that's why Gail and Ramona, I think, were a bit more believable. And I just really feel like that's because like, I guess they're older. And so the actors, I think, like, were given a little more to play with. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Sigourney Weaver and Jamie Lee Curtis, like, gave us more depth than was in the writing. Yeah. So I they were they were fun in this. That's I'm so disappointed at how much I still enjoyed their storyline because I I feel like we should give some context given that I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really hoping that people should not have watched this movie. But it it is like a multi generational thing, right? So you have Marnie, who is Kristen Bell, uh, who was, was bullied, heavily in, high bullied school in high school yeah. by Joanna, who is played by Odette Annabelle, who mo- some people might know from Supergirl. I think she played Sam in Supergirl. So they have this relationship of Joanna was the bully. Marnie was the like high school loser who just, you know, kind of was endlessly tormented by this girl. 
she comes home for her brother's wedding, which this it's again, another thing where I'm just like, who wrote this movie that you show up the date, like two days, three days before, before to meet, <laughs> brother's to meet wedding, the fiance like, and you've never a met her. B heard Seen anything about her life. She says he sent her a picture and she goes, I didn't recognize her as anyone I went to high school with because her name was Joanna and I didn't go to high school with a Joanna. And I'm like, I'm sorry, name a person who would not be able to immediately identify even just someone you went to high school with, let alone like your primary tormentor for four years. You see a picture of them in 10 years and you're not even going to recognize them. And she looks exactly the same because this they, this film was yes. filmed in a year. There's nothing well, different about her. And her hair's they the even, same. They the used the, the same, same actresses. Like they just tried to age down Kristen Bell and Ada Edible to yeah. play their high school counterparts. I'm like, you're trying to tell me that you didn't recognize the same person, person. in a different top? Like, what? yeah, like literal, exactly the Come same. Come on. Insane. Exactly the so the whole setup of it is already on thin ice. Right yes. from the get-go, right? So she comes back home, and she's there to meet the fiancé, and oh no, it's Joanna, it's her who JJ, JJ her in high yeah. school, who destroyed my life. Then, Joanna's parents died after high school, and she reinvented herself, and that also means that the only family she has left is her Aunt Mona, and Aunt Mona shows up, and it is, I love, it I want to live in this town. It is Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, though. The, Sigour- Sigourney Weaver is fucking batshit in is this. insane in this movie. She shows up, she is this high-powered, French-speaking, rich, hotel-owning, well-connected, some I-don't-know-what who lives in this podunk town where there's a poor, apparently four families in the entire No, I don't town. think she lives there. She is is coming back for the wedding. She's just there for the wedding? Yeah, Still, yeah, yeah. what is this town? Why yeah, does, yeah. What is wrong with everybody <laughs> in Ridgefield? I don't understand what's I happening. I do not know. Mona yes. walks in and Gail's face drops with that drop that only ever happens when like someone An you ex fucked in, in high school yeah, yeah. walks back yeah. in your yeah. life to marry your son or for their, you know, niece to marry your son. And you're like, what is happening right now? That's the face that that Gail makes that Jamie Lee Curtis makes oh, yeah. when when she walks in that door. She's like, I last time I saw you, you weren't wearing clothing, right? That yep, face. That face. <laughs> yep. I have seen way too much of your body. You were now you are here and breaking my heart. That's what's happening. So they have that relationship. Then we get in this very kind of tacked on third beat at the end that Grandma Bunny, who I also love because how can you? Because it's Betty White. Betty White. I mean, it's impossible. So Grandma Bunny also meets what is it? Someone. Yeah, but who? So Helen. But who is Helen supposed to be? She's not related to them, right? I think Helen might be Joanna's grandmother. She calls her Mrs. Sullivan, so I can't tell. Okay, who she's, okay. So maybe she's I can't just tell like who a, she's supposed a guest to be at the wedding. I don't. know. She's someone at the wedding that is there clearly for Joanna, and then Joanna intro- like turns around to introduce her to Grandma Bunny, and they have that you again moment spark. Uh, yeah, and you're like, dude, what is it with these two families, and why can they not stop? boning each Screwing other. Screwing each other, yeah. Like, what is that? It's not right. This- <laughs> what is happening? This is like a Fear Street legacy kind of film, you know, that just is missing the the interim stories where you're like, the families of women who cannot stop falling in love and breaking each other's hearts through time. Yes. It's weird. It's weird. This whole storyline with their two families is weird. There's never any explanation given for it. And... If you are willing to buy into that, that's one thing, yes. right? But then, yeah, I agree. Like, you get into the meat of this thing, and the meat of this thing, I listen, this is a movie that at its core is trying so hard to be a movie that is all about Forget- relationships letting- Letting go women. of the past too. Oh, right? I yeah. mean, sure, but yes, I wasn't relationships even, between women. I just and- mean it's all about women. The men. The gayest thing about this movie is how little this movie cares about the men in it. Oh, yeah, complete. And, like, to the point where, like, Joanna, and the same thing with, like, Joanna and freaking whatever his name is. Who's the the brother? Jo- like, Joanna's marrying the brother, and, like, they're Will. Whole, 
Joanna right? and Will and like their whole relationship. Do you like how I don't even know? I'm not even positive that's yeah. his name because that's but, like, how little this movie cares that he exists. Their whole relationship is also so like surface level and fake that I'm like, what? You literally don't like you just are like you act like a fake couple in love. Yes. Right? Like it's so cringy. And then Charlie, who's supposed to be Marnie's love interest, who like we barely see in the high school flashbacks is like she looked him in the eye <laughs> the once. Long, no, no. And, the long standing flame that she has been carrying for this guy since high school ostensibly has to do with one time in a lunchroom when he walked into her lunch tray and she spilled her whole lunch on him. That's and it. we're supposed to understand from that one scene in the flashback in the beginning that she that that's has her feelings that's her for love. Charlie. Yeah. I guess it question is mark. Insane and dumb. And it's pretty so much crazy. all of their conversations are them just looking at each other from a distance. And they have one conversation at the wedding, which is like yeah, the end you're of supposed the film. to you're supposed to intuit from the fact that she gets real awkward and hurts herself and, and everyone around and her him. every time he walks in the room. That's how you're supposed to interpret her attraction to him, which again, ugh, for a movie that's written by a dude, it is just there's something that I violently hate about the idea that that is what attraction looks like is oh as soon as this guy shows up i just turn Become into a, a stuttering idiot. stumbling yeah. imbecile <laughs> who can barely even walk on two feet at the age of 30 whatever i it's it's ugh, unclear how it's old they so are it's so bad it's, it's so, so bad. bad how yeah. they play this where just his presence and then he swoops in as this charming you know, just saving the day by taking away sharp objects. Like he's moving her utensils away he's from like, I her just don't want plate, you to stab so me that today. She, oh my god, it's so it's, bad. I it's so so bad. And the fact that that is what you're supposed to buy into as Kristen Bell's romance in this movie, and not the decade long passionate, emotional, simmering tension between her and Joanna is insane, is, is wild. idiotic. Yeah. Oh, so my let's, God. Let's chat a little bit about how Marnie and Joanna are gay in the film, but then also how they could be gay. <sighs> Listen, let's take Marnie. Let's can we start with Marnie? Yes. Let's take Marnie who was just kind of awkward in high school and didn't really know how to be friends with other girls and finally finds herself and is telling a whole room full of people that like it's not what happens to you in life that matters it's like how you respond to it as a person and she's got a cute little sweater vest on and she okay. is, yes, she is working as like a high powered PR executive. She's about to get a big job as a VP in New York City. And like, why do people leave small towns? Just saying they leave small towns because they're gay so as shit. True. So true. Gay as shit. Like she's the only one out of everyone there who has left that small town besides Ramona. So her and Ramona, <laughs> gay as shit, were like, we have to get out of this town because we do not fit in. And now she's going to move to New York City stereotypically the straightest city in the world. Uh, <laughs> yes, well-known fact about New York. Um, also, no boyfriend, no successful relationship oh, no, that no, no, no. we've Nothing ever seen all. or heard uh, a hint of on the wind. No. Also, can we discuss, so we have this scene where she's on the plane, right? Yes. She's on the plane when she puts two and two together about, oh, the picture that you sent me of the girl who bullied me in high school, that was the girl who bullied me in high school. So if even if you ignore the huh, of that and just buy into, you have just realized that your brother is marrying the girl who bullied you in high school, say you, a normal human person, <laughs> made that discovery while sitting on an airplane seat. What might be your reaction Ellie, you're just like, saying like you'd freak out, but like not enough for the air marshal to come for you. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I feel like there is an emotional response oh, happening, yeah. visceral, that feels too high. Yes, well, right, like maybe a little. I have too a, I, high. I have a personal question for you. Oh, I'm so excited. Were you ever bullied in high school? I or was elementary? not. 
I was not bullied as much as I think I was just mostly ignored mm. by like the popular kids. Do you know what I mean? Like they yeah. weren't mean in yeah. that in the way that that Joanna's mean. like pointedly I also mean just feel in like, this movie. I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I obviously know that bullying bullying is a huge is a thing that happens. I just feel like in movies they always make it like so not real looking like for me in high school and I guess this is also like different generations right but like cyberbullying was like a bigger thing or like girls would bully you in like a very like underhanded manipulative way like I don't feel like girls were like Oh, loser. Yeah, like Like, smacking (laughs) you in the gator head costume. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I do feel like girls bully other girls, but like, I feel like it's like so much more like, like it's underhanded. It's manipulative and underhanded more so. But, but again, I feel like that's the kind of thing that's not going to, it, it wouldn't play well in a movie to like indicate how much that's gonna wear down at your self or like mean girls i feel like is the yeah. epitome of like that mean girls is how girls bully other girls yes mean yes. girls is exactly how girls bully other girls i like, i that i would accurate. give them i would give them a pass on the bullying of all of the things in this movie that i would most be willing to let fly i would let the bullying fly because i get it it's not tr- most of what I would consider like realistic girls bullying girls in high school, I don't think would come across dramatic enough in the flashbacks that they were doing. Yes, yeah. But I'm like, that's why I'm like, Joanna's horrific as a human. She's so I'm like, bad. You cannot be bullying someone that horribly and like have no. any sort of whatever. Well, but and nor does bullying is- ever look like the whole school body like body surfing you out of a door and then locking yeah. you behind. Like, what is even happening in this what scene? I happening? don't. I don't but, understand it. But I also am like, if I think about like someone in high school who like bullied me or was manipulative towards me, I would not freak out on the plane like that. But I do feel like there is like a very visceral reaction because you're yeah. just like, like to me, I can still remember this one person and I won't like whatever. But like I literally even now, one of my friends is friends with her. And sometimes they're like, oh, can I invite her to this party? And I'm like, get her out no do not get her near me so I oh, like I understand that like deep yeah deep cut of the book like I understand why Marnie is freaking the fuck out but to be fair I feel like there's like some underlying feelings yeah. there of like she's freaking the fuck out but like she also like has to get air marshaled because she's like screaming at everyone but on this even, plane. Okay, but listen. Also, it's it's occurring to me now that I'm like I didn't have high school bullies. I definitely had grad school bullies, which is like mm. a whole different experience when you're like out of college. And I'm just like, why are we being twelve about this? But yep. the idea that the idea that if one of them suddenly was going to appear in my life, that I couldn't sit in a seat on an airplane. Yeah, and have yeah, yeah. an emotional reaction to it. I was just like, this feels a little over X-y. the top, <laughs> but there was clearly it was exy. Yes, yes, that was like that was the immediate. This is not zero to sixty. This is like zero to three forty of like you have exploded out of your own brain at the idea of seeing this girl. And I'm like, that feels like a little much. That feels like a little bit of gay panic happening to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And right? then she has The plane whole scene com- was some gay panic. She has this whole conversation with The Rock, too, where it feels like so gossipy. <laughs> of The Rock of like, It really is like, so your brother's marrying your ex? She's like, ugh, I know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sucks. That's That is a perfect summation of that conversation. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then she shows up. And again, listen, what is the this is this was probably the most believable like bullying move. What is the deepest fucking cut that you could do of nice to meet you? It's nice to meet you. Ah, you just see her heart ripped out of her chest. I also would say if this film was like legitimately a gay film, like not like, hey, let's read the subtext like this was a gay film. They would have shown in the flashbacks that like Joanna and Marnie are like meeting behind the bleachers and then in 
real life, Joanna is bullying the shit out of Marnie because she doesn't want anyone to know she's gay with her, right? And so then she comes back and she's like, I don't even remember you because she's so closeted. Like, uh, this is, like, happiest season again, right? Yes. Like, she's so closeted. She's like, don't ruin this for me. Like, I'm finally marrying a man. And your brother was the closest thing I could get. So. God, Ellie, we could write such a good fucking movie about this. I know. This. Because, well, listen. Well, that's why the listen. premise is so gay. They, like, the premise is perfectly gay. Okay. The premise the other thing that I'm so mad at them for that they set up perfectly that, listen, when we rewrite this into a gay movie, this piece is staying because it's right there. I'm like, how do you throw in the trope of there's only one bedroom? They're bunking together. Yes, they're and then sleeping it together. Never and they never comes show up. them. They never it's show never them in the, a they thing. They never show them in that bedroom. No. And they I'm so do. mad about it. I'm so upset. Even if the even if I know it wouldn't have gone where I want it to have gone, I'm like, how do you have that setup? And you spend time on it. You take the time to show it and have the dialogue about it. And then you never, never use it. it. You never use it. It's right there. I'm like, come on. Come on. You you set them up. You tee it up with there's only one room. You you're, you have to share. You're bunking together. And then you jump from that setup to the scene where she walks downstairs and sees Joanna for the first time, which, again, listen, who decided that you're like, oh, the first time you see your high school nemesis since she tormented you for years, you walk in and she's beautiful and she's sunlit, dappled in the window with a <laughs> wind blowing hair. her hair. Yeah, it's see, I'm like, this is a this is a fucking first love look. First yeah. meeting across the what is happening? What is it's happening? Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And then she has an entire dinner with her where she's just like, I cannot believe that my ex-girlfriend is sitting across the table from me for yes. the whole dinner. And Yes. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Before the dinner, I have one other thing about the Joanna's beautiful Be- hair blowing entrance, in the wind. Entrance, yeah. What's the first, do you remember the first thing Joanna says to her when she walks downstairs? You're so beautiful. For the full quote, yeah. She goes, you are so beautiful. Do you know that I have waited so long for this moment? Oh this, my god! This is this. We're we're keeping all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, in our rewrite, we're keeping all of that because that's gay as shit. It's so gay, gay as shit. So is gay. what that is. And like, you cannot pretend that you don't know her. She looks exactly the same. Like, I feel like they really it's tried to so make Kristen ridiculous. Bell like, oh, she really was pretty ugly in high school. Like, she looks it's, exactly the same. I was having flashbacks when they when they tried to put them in high school. I was having flashbacks to like, do you remember watching Dexter? <laughs> Just when they make him be a teenager by just giving him that terrible wig and like some acne and he still looks like, like Michael gr- C. Hall. Grown ass man. Yeah, he's a grown ass <laughs> man with like wrinkles and like age lines <laughs> and like all this shit, but like with a terrible mullet. Like wig. dear Evan hands in the shit. Yeah. It's I mean, that's what it, I kept having flashbacks to is I'm like, are what's happening right now? Are we supposed to believe that this these are high school okay okay i guess we're doing this it ridiculous was, it was so ridiculous but yeah yes. so you can't even convincingly be like maybe they look different no you literally used the same actors so come on they look come exactly on. the same like exactly in- contained herein are the heresies of radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as i uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Insane. But yeah, I mean, the whole, and then the whole thing is just like, if you put, look at it from a gay lens, right? There's like so many like twists and turns of like not even, like there's like nothing that fucking happens in this film. Like, it's like <laughs> she meets her, she like realizes, oh, she actually does remember me. Like, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we were all fooled. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the point that I'm trying to make too of like, if the whole thing is about Joanna's redemption arc, she's a huge bitch. Oh, she's terrible. Like, still, 
She's terrible. Presence. And that's that's what I don't understand is like it's not a believable redemption story because she's clearly still the worst. She actively avoids taking any responsibility yep. for anything she did. She she doesn't apologize. She doesn't even admit that she does remember for the longest time. Yeah. She is doing oh god, she does like the necklaces with the moo necklace yeah, and like, and, like puts, puts it on necklace on puts her. it on her. She's the only bridesmaid that she puts it on. She's like, yeah. I'm gonna put Marnie's necklace on for her. And you're like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean it's just it's weird. And then they have this horrible cat fight after Yeah, like they have this huge fight. They're like throwing dishes at each other. I'm like, what is happening? Because yeah. Marnie exposes Joanna as the big bully that she is. But it is like literally this could have all been avoided if Joanna was actually a good person when Marnie came back and she apologized. Right. Except that was like (laughs) that's why it was like literally like the stupidest movie to me. It's can I can I (laughs) sorry while we talk about the cat fight. Can we discuss one other thing that we are keeping when we rewrite this movie? Yes. Okay, we are keeping the cat fight that includes the line. Oh, Kitty likes to scratch. Yes. <laughs> that that was so weird and I loved it. Yeah, that was We're freaky. keeping that line. We might change the context it's used in, but yeah. um But we'll keep that, like, you know, you that's a freebie. At, oh my god, so freaky. If you if you kept it as like they're actually exes, yes. I feel like it also Which makes, is how I'm reading this in my head. I can't also, help it. Yeah, it also makes like it just makes more sense. It feels like, okay, Marnie's in love with Joanna, so she's like, no way in hell I'm having my ex marry my brother. Because first of all, she's a piece of shit. But second of all, like, if I can't have her, no one can have her, right? Like, that makes sense to me. What happens makes no sense. She literally digs up a time capsule to play at her brother's wedding, ruins her brother's wedding, because, like, she's so obsessed with Joanna, she cannot yeah. help herself. Dude, she invites the girl's ex-fiancé to the wedding. Like, it is, it is, it is rough, rough always around. Everything about this is rough. And then they end, there's just this weird anticlimactic, now you're sad and you apologized for being terrible and so now we pivot from that to like, Marnie, will you walk me down the aisle? And I'm like, I mean, listen, if this is as close as we're going to get to the story that should be happening here, I, it's fine. I guess it's fine. But like, it would be the story we could write with the general layout of this and like yes. the things that were all queued up, just sitting there waiting to be used well the possibilities were endless and right in front of your faces. How? How, How? do you drop the ball How? that badly? And it is like even their like we're friends now conversation is so weird. Like yeah. I, they, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't feel genuine or real. No. And it's just like so just like squished together. I it's can't. very weird. And it's very weird because again, like. You're supposed to buy into being so sad for Joanna because her wedding got ruined and she's in love with Will. And I'm like, based on what? We've barely even seen you talk to Will. Literally nothing. We watched you play a couple of minutes of basketball one time through a window. That's about it. We haven't seen anything. This whole movie is you and Marnie. Yes. The entire movie is about Marnie and Joanna. And then two... The only other part that we see Will and Joanna together is when they fall out of the treehouse oh, and God. break all of their arms. And then there's this be like, oh, we both broke our arms, but we're together. So it's <laughs> everything's okay. It's so oh, it's cheesy so and so unbelievable. Okay. Can we talk about Gail and Mona? I have so much. Honestly, I have so much for Gail and Mona. <laughs> because this is what I'm saying. Marnie and Joanna for me, like rewritten. Yes. Gail and Mona. As in written. it, gay. yeah, canon gay, like actually gay. in the film was pretty gay. So when Ramona walks in that door, we get a flashback of Gail, right, to like the last time she saw Ramona, which is Gail's dancing with this boy, and Ramona pushes her into the pool. Oh prom, oh prom drama, and like that's all we know. But I feel like there's like, I mean, we'll, we figure out that out later, like what happened, but. Their relationship is so much more intense and intimate because 
they're not enemies to lovers. They're best friends. Best friends to enemies to, enemies to, lovers. to lovers. I love and it. And that feels like the gayest of all. Look, also, sorry, can we just hit the, the base highlights? Ramona, string of failed relationships, right? Yep. A lifetime of trying to make herself so successful, so impressive. Lifetime of building up this life to come back and shove it, shove it in, in Gail's, Gail's face. face. Being like, look at how good I look. Look at how hot I am. Look at all this French I speak. Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> listen. It is the most intense, like, I'm going to get my ex backstory I've yes. ever seen. Yes. It's like, insane. It is wild. It's how insane. much tension is between these two women. So, like, I could not take my eyes off the Gail and Ramona stuff. Like, that, anytime those two were in a scene together, I was like, those two are, those two have slept together. There's no Listen, doubt in my mind they have had many, many times in bed together. <laughs> the whole dance-off scene. The like, dance-off I get that there's scene. also some Marty and Joanna happening there, too, where I'm like, why, why do people think that this is something that girls do where they just, like, have a sexually dance, dance at each other aggressively like that's not that's not, a, not, not, a, not thing. a thing and not i love thing. that i love that that scene this is it's why as much as i really disliked this movie i'm so glad we're doing it should have been gay on it because i'm like come on you're gonna write a scene in which you have two separate couples aggressive dancing at each other yeah uh, the classic gay move of film at the same time like in one scene you have like a double generation of this going on at once and the men are all just like on the sidelines being like awkward shuffle, awkward shuffle. <laughs> and then the women are just like popping their chests at each other and shaking their asses at each other while maintaining eye fierce contact. eye contact. So and I'm just much like, eye what contact. is happening right now? What is happening? So much eye but contact. But especially Mona and Gail in that scene, I'm just like. Holy God, what the, are you doing? The <laughs> eye contact happening? is so intense. It's Everything so much. between the two of them is so intense. Like literally, they're constantly in competition with each other. And we find out that like Gail and Ramona, they've been friends since elementary school. Like that shit went far. <laughs> they were friends in elementary school. They were best friends in high school. And then they stopped being friends senior year of high school. So there are so many years between these two women. That I just can't even imagine. And the reason that Ramona pushed Gail into the pool was because she, because Gail was dancing with a boy she liked. If that's not like displacement. Oh, God. I yeah. do not know what is. Like she's This like, is classic projection. It And when <laughs> Gail is literally like, you never told me you even liked that boy. So I still think if you were best friends, you would have told her that you liked that boy. So you did not like that boy and you're trying to play it off like, oh, it oh, was yeah. the boy and not the fact that Gail did not go to prom with you, Ramona. Yeah, and because, so listen, they have this conversation when they fa- fall into the pool again, back and in the pool together. And very sexy. Yes. So they're in this pool together, like hashing out all of their feelings. In two matching red dresses. Match, oh my God, she shows up. She shows up in the matching dress i cannot (laughs) i died so they're in their matching dresses in the pool and she's telling her all the reasons that she was so hurt in high school and then she spent her whole life trying to like one-up her and like become more and more impressive and all this stuff then they're laughing and hugging each other and telling each other how great they look and they're happy and they're smiling and they're in the pool together and the husband walks out and he just goes what is going on out here and you're like an excellent question literally like if you did not walk in they would have started making out like yes what was they were intertwined in the pool like they were like holding each other that scene is like three seconds and a Cosmo away from like an L word scene. Let's be real with ourselves. Yes. A hundred thousand percent. Also, how old? All you need is like change the soundtrack slightly and you're already there. Oh yeah. That was like, like I said, that was a sexy scene. They're like fighting, fighting, fighting. And then they're like, 
I love you. And you're like, what is happening here? Yeah. And then we get Gail apologizing to her, blah, blah, blah. But her whole thing, Ramona's whole thing is like, basically, they got to high school and then Gail started ignoring Ramona. That's basically what it is. She was like, you stop giving me attention. That happened to me a lot. Honestly, I'm like, not even. But like, I know it was because I was gay. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a classic move. Like, I was the Gail, but like, not in the, like, Gail... Basically, like, you know, like, I would be... You stole the spot in the, in the school musical, Ellie, is no, that what you're saying? No, I would be obsessed with someone, like, obsessed. Yeah. I would give them all my attention, right? And I would be like, yes, this is my person, this is my person, and I'd give them, give, give, give. And then when I would, like, find a new person, I would give so much to that person, and the person who I just had give, given all my attention to would be so pissed because I was not giving them attention anymore. And I realized when I look back, that was a very like unhealthy gay pattern where I just was like, oh, I have a crush on this person. And then I was like, oh, oh, yeah, actually, I don't really feel like I have a crush on them anymore. I have a crush on this person instead. And like and that's how that's how gay friend breakups happen. Yeah. Also, can we discuss the like urge to merginess of being like musicals were my thing and then she's like it was our thing what are you talking about i'm mm. like that is a classic couple argument <laughs> like, we've all had that argument you know where you're like that's not even your thing that's my thing and you're like no it's our thing i thought it could be our thing together <laughs> together <laughs> we're and both two, into musicals i'm into musicals because you're into musicals poor ramona didn't get on the cheerleading squad but gail was like like ramona's acting like gail asked her to audition for or to try out for the cheerleading squad to embarrass her. But yeah. Like, what if Gail was just like, I want to do cheerleading and I want my lesbian I want my girlfriend. lover to yeah. be on the freaking team. I want to be cheerleaders with my girlfriend. Come yeah. on. Everyone wants that. There's so much to oh, unpack God, there's with Gail so, and Ramona. They're like, so gay. You cannot have, I really truly believe, you cannot have that level of a friend breakup if there's not some gay shit underneath it. Obviously, there are friend breakups that like happen between straight people. But I swear to God, they're not that intense. Nobody is pushing someone into the pool. That's all I'm saying. Like, you have to have had some really, really <laughs> And then intense... jumping in with them in their matching dress and hugging it out a yeah. little? No? You have okay. to have had some really, really intense ro- romantic sexual feelings to get to the point where, like, it explodes. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. I cannot. And also then, like, carrying a torch about it for that Well, long. how old are they? Like, how old are they in this film, do you think? I mean, okay. I'm going to say. They have 50s? Yeah. I mean, they, this was in high, this was senior year of high school. So they were both, what, like, 18 when they had this falling out. I'm going to say Will, Will could maybe, uh, what are we supposed to buy? He's maybe 25. So, yeah. yeah I mean, if you had him young at the. At the youngest, you're going to be 50. So you've been carrying that torch for 32 years. That is ex-girlfriend torch You are still this emotional about it? That's an ex. That's an ex. Dude, that's a a first love ex. That's a broke my heart. Yeah. Also, like, isn't there a moment where, like, freaking Gail is staring at some old pictures of her and Ramona. Like, you know, we have, yes, there's like, yes. she's like staring Longingly at Longingly looking yeah, at old like, photos. Oh. And then yeah. she goes to apologize. Like, I also just feel like Gail and Ramona, like, it, there's more nuance to it because like, it's not like, oh, I just always hated you. It's like, I loved you. And then you stopped loving me. So I hated you. Gay. It's so gay. Shit's it's gay right there. so gay. Uh, I wish and then, I what I want is I want a backstory on Grandma Bunny and Helen. I don't know what the I don't deal know what was the hell is going on with there, them, but I want it. We need it. I want the hot 1950s lesbian goss between them. That's yes. what I want. Also, like, has Jamie Lee Curtis ever played a lesbian? Because I like it doesn't seem right that it she's seems always impossible straight. that she hasn't. Right? Her does and Sigourney not, Weaver, honestly, it does not seem right because the two of them have so much chemistry, and I'm like, love Victor Garber, but like he has no chemistry with. Like it's why he's big, such a great like old committed married couple dad in these movies, you know? Because he's not, great at that role where you're like, I don't really need to buy your chemistry. You just seem like a pretty okay guy, you know? Yeah. But yeah. like there's like moments where he's supposed to be like, "Wow, Gail, you're so beautiful and amazing." And like I just feel like there's way more chemistry be- between Sigourney and Oh, yeah, for Jamie. sure. 
But yeah, then we have Grandma Bunny and Helen. We don't get enough about them. I know I need more. I but need clearly more. there's some like man stealing things, competitions between them. But that's the thing too where I'm like, ugh, this movie is so male gazy. It's incredibly like, male gazy. All of their like all of their like conflict has to do with men. Yeah. Really, right? Like Oh, Gail and Ramona hate each other because Gail stole Ramona's man. Like, that's clearly not the issue. And then Grandma Bunny needs to feels the need to steal a man from Helen at the end to be like, <laughs> in your face, Helen. Yeah. And it's just like. Well, and it's just, I mean, everything about all of them for the men are like complete afterthoughts, but also you're supposed to buy into the men, like the men and the relationships with men are the entirety of like what drives this plot, you know? Yep. And yeah, it's like, just exactly. like, Ugh, Marnie cares about done. Joanna because of her brother, right? Right. Gail and Ramona. She's like- an idiot because of Charlie. Yeah. Yep. Gail and Ramona fought over a boy. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's, it's- so... So dumb. well, and it's again, it's why it's why it just falls flat because it is very clearly trying to dig deeper into relationships between women in a ways that it clearly is unable to do correctly, and so it just misunderstands everything about like start to finish everything about all of these relationships except for the parts that are incredibly gay, are just wrong, and that's why the end result of them is wrong because I'm like, you didn't even realize how gay you wrote it. Because you don't seem to actually understand, understand how any of these relationships how would look. Work. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't know what this looks like, and so instead, you just wrote this male gazy, super gay thing. <laughs> so ridiculous. Should we talk a little bit about Kristen Chenoweth? Kristen Chenoweth, and then we also need to talk about Joanna's little minions. Like, yeah, yeah, the minions. Just the point that Kristen Chenoweth is in this film. She's just the gay icon. She flits around. Also, Tim, I feel like, gives me gay vibes. Like, he's her dancing (laughs) instructor partner. And he's very in touch with his feelings. He just has a lot of emotions. He A lot of emotions, and he's a little confused, I think, about uh, what relationships are. Very, very confused. So, I don't know. I don't... Plus, okay, how classic is that? That, again, listen, just teeing up the gay tropes for us. It's like... Who is this weird emotional man? And she's like, oh, I dated him in college and we got engaged and it was a mistake. But like now he can't let go. And you're like, gay. This is gay. Gay storyline. That's gay. just gay. It's like, oh, I almost married this man because I was running away from my feelings for Marnie in high school. And now he can't let go. And I am super gay. And I decided to displace my feelings with a brother again. I mean, a classic Hollywood move if we've ever Ever seen seen one. Hey, Marnie, walk me down the aisle to marry your brother. Ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. I also just like in general, I just feel like I it's not my choice of trope. Like enemies to lovers can be my choice of trope. But like as long as they're not like super horrible to each other. Like, I cannot forgive, like, how horrifically Joanna treated Marnie. Well, like, I'm just you like, know what's, you you can, know what's I funny? I can never have that turn into love. You know when I would forgive it? When? If she was gay. Yes. <laughs> I would forgive it if she was like, I'm sorry that I was an absolute monster from hell to you. I was in love with you and could not deal with my feelings. And then uh, immediately every single queer person is just going to be like, Oh, sweetie, it's okay. We forgive you. You were working through some shit. (laughs) I guess so. But also a part of me is like, you know what? That's fine. But Joanna's not going to date Marnie. Like she can now. Oh, sorry that you had to deal, go through that to figure it out. But like she's going to date someone new. You know what I mean? It's why we all rooted against uh, what's her face in Happiest Season. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just, it just like, I'm like, you put. You put someone through that much pain, I just like yeah. have a hard time. Like being I mean, like, I yeah. get it, but I would forgive that a million times over the storyline that we are fed, which is just like I was a giant bitch, and then my parents died, and now I'm not anymore. And yeah. I apologized while weeping in my wedding dress and squirting like spray cheese spray into cheese my in face. My yeah, and now we're best friends. And you're like, this is not how this works. This is not no. it. This is. I'm not here for it. 
But yeah, do you no. want to talk about the do you want to talk about the minions? Okay, look, I just have one quick comment on the minions, which is like I understand that this is actually a thing that like straight girls do. So fine, the I will give it to you. Path. But I'm sorry, how fucking gay is it when you show up and you're like, "What day are you due?" And they're both like at the exact same time, like August third or whatever they say, yeah. right? They're like due on the same day, and she's like, "Oh." Like, what a surprise. And they're like, I mean, we, we planned, planned it, it that way. And I'm like, there is no mention of husbands, of boyfriends, of families, of anything. I'm just like, so you're gay and you wanted to have your babies at the same time. And that is the story as I am reading it right now. That's what happened. I like because... that version of the story. Because, yeah, right? we did not see any of their husbands, no. partners, anything. So, yeah, they're just two wives who are pregnant together. Who are pregnant together. I didn't see that, but I can see it now i mean listen i don't suggest doing that no relationship needs two pregnant no, that people in sounds it. i cannot stress that enough yeah but i just felt like the setup of it was done weirdly and again men what men what are there men? men in this movie no men zero men an afterthought yeah all right so which characters are we shipping in this ridiculously gay generational trauma setup I know you're I know you're not a fan of Joanna and I get it, but I still have to ship Marnie and Joanna. I just can't. I can't ship them. But what's their ship name? Joe Arnie. Joe Arnie. <laughs> Marnana. Moana. Marnana. Mo no Moana. Yeah. I like Marnana. <laughs> Marnana. And I'm I'm Gail Mona all the way. Ugh, Gail Mona. Stop yep. it. I really would love to see a film where Sigourney Weaver and Jamie Lee Curtis are in love. Okay, they have good um, chemistry. Wait, I have one. I have one other ship name to suggest to you: Rail. Rail. <laughs> yes. The thing. The thing that Ramona most badly wants to do to Gail. <laughs> and has done. Many and times has done. Before. But not since high school. It's been yeah, a while. It's Their been bodies a while. have changed, Ellie. They need to get to know each it other. Has again. been a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay what about bunny and helen because come on also their ship name would be honey and i'm here for it i am here for it and to be fair like they don't have as much like stuff going on there so i feel like i can i can go for it because i'm like i don't you didn't give me too much of the trauma so i can fill in a few more fun things incredible i had to look at this jamie lee curtis in 2019 Oh, she said she played her role as school principal in spare parts as a lesbian, but never considered her most iconic character's sexuality. That's it. So she has never played an actual queer character, and that's really a shame. Plus, can we give like a shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis as a real life person who has a trans daughter and is like super supportive and vocal about oh, yeah, it, she's and a just huge an icon, ally. and we love her. Yeah. Please make her gay in all of the things no. from here on out. Thanks. And Chris, that's all. She's married to Christopher Guest, who like I am obsessed with anything that he's in. Best in Show, yeah. freaking all those things are so good. So, you know, they have a great, you know, the two of them are doing some great things, but I just want to see her play gay. She yes. doesn't have to be gay, but please, like, give us playing gay. I want to see it. We deserve that, I think. If anyone finds a movie that Sigourney Weaver or Jamie Lee Curtis played a lesbian in. Oh, my God. Send them to us. Send them to us. College films, short films they did in their <laughs> youth. I don't know, but please, I need it. I need it. Uh, I think the important thing is the only way that this would have been a salvageable movie is you again should have been gay. gay. All right, you ready for our Q and gay? Let's do this. Q and gay. All right, question number one, Lee. What were you in high school? A, cheerleader, B, jock, or C, nerd? I was for sure a nerd. Although I did do an awful lot of sports, but I don't think I could consider yourself myself a jock a jock yeah i did leave high school with like a lot of varsity letters though so. also why didn't you put like i feel like theater kid is a its own thing or is that just nerd well it's just because it wasn't really in the movie i went with like the joanna will and marnie all right all right all right archetypes so i will also say nerd because definitely not she or a jock okay question two ellie would you warn your sibling if their fiance was terrible yes or no all right. It's, is, it's a hard question. Honestly, that's a really hard question. 
okay, if I was put into the situation that Marnie was put into, I would say something. Yeah. But I would try to say it in a diplomatic way. Like, I would not have done what Marnie did, which is like, let me humiliate everyone here. Yeah. But I probably would have pulled my brother aside and been like, hey, like, I'm sure she's a lot different now, but like, I at least need you to know that she bullied the shit out of me in high school. You make your own choices in life, but I need to get that off my chest before you marry her. And that way, like... Preferably my- not by video evidence at yeah. your rehearsal dinner. Yeah. But yeah, sure. You put it out there. That's that's fair. That's what I would do. Things get real dicey when you try to, like, say anything about someone's partner. Especially if they're about to get married. Like, that's... I don't... There's not a lot you can do in that, at that point, I don't think. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Question number three. How would you let out your frustration at your high school bully? A, draw devil horns on their photo, B, TP their house, C, learn French, or D, invite their ex to their wedding. Ooh, this one's hard. I feel like, I mean, listen, not in like, not in a exact way, but I'm still going to say learn French because I feel like I tend to go more of a, a high roadie approach. A highbrow. I'm, I'm just going to improve and better myself so that I am better than all of you, you know? Yes. Yes. I would go the leave town, forge a new and better life for yourself. It's not and speaking from it, experience and or anything. Shove it in their face. <laughs> and shove it in their faces. <laughs> Actually, I that's that's gotta be me too. Plus I, I already def- speak French, so I gotta I got a head start, you know? I definitely am the like success bite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. That's for sure the thing. Question four, Ellie. Who was the worst in the movie. Who was the real villain here? A. Marnie, B. Joanna, C. Gail, or D. Ramona. It. This is just so obvious to me. It's B. Joanna. <laughs> like zero remorse, mean, mean, mean spirited, with like no reason to be. I just can't. That energy, I cannot mm. handle. I can't. What I, do you think? I agree. Although I will also say, Marnie does not do herself any favors in this movie oh, either no. though because then you just come back and be the absolute worst yourself to point it out and I'm like there were so many ways around this so this was many. so avoidable <laughs> and yeah I, to be fair like most films communication like if people just talk to each other the movie wouldn't exist you know what I mean like that's sort of the point of like let's do a movie where no one sa- says what they mean ha 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 but no not about it all right question number five did you ever have a friend breakup in high school? A, yes, or B, no? You know, I did, but this, I think, this speaks exactly to the points that we've been making. I did have, like, a falling out with my best friend in high school, and then, like, within however many months that we, like... You started dating. Talked it... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going in the exact opposite direction. We like talked it out and, and like worked through our shit and like went back to being friends. Right? Okay. And it's yeah. like, and it wasn't a huge deal because it was just like stupid high school drama stuff like with girls and feelings and whatever. And it wasn't, I Gay. am in love with you yeah. and we are like having this kind of like pseudo relationship breakup because we weren't in one. <laughs> Because yep. we weren't doing that. Like, no. what, the, what? It's not, that's what that looks like. It doesn't look the way that they did this because what they did is exes. So yeah. I had a I had a friend breakup with not my ex, with just a friend. And then we like made up and were friends again. Like normal friends could do, you know? Yeah. No, I had constant gay friend breakups because I, I was friend dating so many people. Mm. It's tough. I couldn't juggle them. See, this is you know the problem mean? is I actually came out in high school, so I was just dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what helped with that. <laughs> I think for sure that helps. But like when you're dating your friends, you can only date one of them at a time. So you right. can't have yes. multiple friends on the same level. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. And so I, there's literally. For sure. That is why that is not how I would describe like my fight with my friend yeah not the same thing no I had one friend breakup that was not gay and that's the bully that Mm. I will not let near me ever again (laughs) 
so that was just like, wow, you're a bad person and I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Other than that, they were very much gay breakups. Yeah. Live and learn, Ellie. Live and learn. Tough to, I know. Now I have so many more friends because I just am friends with them. (laughs) Wild concepts. (laughs) I used to literally constantly say before I came out, I was like, yeah, I just think like, I'm a one friend kind of person, you know, like I just like to have like one really close friend and that's just like how it is, you know, listeners, if that feels relatable to you, you probably we gay. have some news. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably gay. But yeah, that's our Q&Gay. If you want to tell us about your friend breakups, you can answer our Q&Gay questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. If any of you have been following our Instagram account, Kristen runs most of our social media accounts, so I want to give, first of all, a big shout out to Kristen for posting (laughs) the most hilarious highlight reel, which was a bunch of different characters' forehead touching, just to prove our point that, yes, Melanie V, your forehead touch is gay. And thank you to everyone who responded because we had such a great response. So many of you were commenting, this forehead touch, this forehead touch. And so it was so fun to see all of them next to each other. So thank you to everyone who commented on our Instagram story. You can check out that highlight on our actual Instagram account at Les Hangout Pod. I was having the best time looking at all the, the responses. So thank you for that. As always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, A.D. Benitez, Fiona W., Whitney Lennon, and Jennifer Trujillo, and our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, Julia Gonzalez, and Ashley White. Thank you all so much for all your support. We could not do this show without you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. Also, make sure that you have listened to all of the episodes of The Flame. It is available on any podcasting app. And if you want to follow our social media accounts for our new production company, where we will be talking about all the updates for The Flame and Journey to the Heart and any other new shows down the road, we are at Dollar Bean Prod on all of the things. We are also putting videos up on our YouTube channel, just smaller clips of each of our episodes so you can see our faces and our lovely guest faces. Make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash lesshangapod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, the fastest and easiest way to do that is to go on the Apple Podcasts app, leave us a rating and a review. It helps new people find the podcast. If you want to support us, you can support us on Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You'll join our Patreon family, get access to our Discord chat, Essentials viewing parties, and all kinds of fun extra perks. And if you want to help support us making all of our musical podcasts and getting the flame up on stage, you can find the Patreon for that at bit.ly slash the flame Patreon. If you want some Less Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash Les Shop. We have all kinds of shirts and tanks and totes to show off your La Dollar Bean Pride. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.